Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's the AUA, and I'm feeling okay. It's the AUA. My parents are asleep. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you should have said, it's the AUA on reality gaze. It rhymed. It doesn't rhyme because A doesn't rhyme with gaze. It's AUA's reality gaze. Make it work. You're a lyricist. <laughs> Y'all. This is reality gaze. AUA. Ask us anything. Not, not ass up. Always. 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 <laughs> Always. It is the AUAs, and your parents are asleep, but Muffin is awake. Muffin is barking. Muffin is awake. Because she knows it's going to ruin it. Y'all, this is the week of Christmas, uh, between Christmas and New Year's, otherwise known as the doldrums. We are off currently. We're pre-recording this earlier. I'm at home with my mother and father and Muffin. Just just want to let people know, (laughs) when they listen to this... You'll still be at home with your mother a week from now. <laughs> I'm coming back on the 27th, although I might move my flight earlier. I've been thinking about it. I might have an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to blame it on me. Maddie needs some shit. And then you're, you're going to use me as a scapegoat. Fuck yes, I am. <laughs> if, you get a, if you get a text from my mother, you say, like, oh, my son. Cool. Cool. I hope you're okay. Sure wish I could have seen Jaybird more, but I guess you're more important. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, before we even start taking questions, I oh, got you want to tell my, it now? Okay, I got something okay. on my heart. I need to share. I got, I got some. Okay, hold on. Friends, hold on. I got let something me, on my heart. I need let, to share. Let, I got something on my heart, brother Poodle. Would you like to? Uh, would you like? Give me to, some. Give me some organ music. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I got. I need to share my testimony. Um, right now. Uh, y'all, <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. I, it happened yesterday. I can't believe I, <laughs> <laughs> no, not like actual, I can't Sorry. believe I forgot to talk about it on our last, uh, pod, but I was sitting with, I was cooking with my mother. A lot of times when I'm home, 
I do a lot of the cooking or I help my mother because it's fun, you know, cooking together. I show her little tips. She shows me little things. Like today, she showed me about baking baking potatoes in the air fryer. You cut them in half and they cook really, really quickly. And you just spray some and they kind of become crusty on the outside God, that's and brown. Gay. Um anyway, so so she's sitting there and I'm like, I think your garlic has sprouted. And she was like, well, hold on. Alexa, uh, add garlic to my shopping list. <laughs> so I went, wait, Whoa. you've got an Alexa? Whoa. <laughs> I did not expect this. <laughs> Whoa. Now, th- I did one of those. I did a, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, apparently, my brother, who is a tech savant, he's really good at all things tech, had an extra one and told him that it's great for just saying things into – she doesn't really get into – sometimes it's play music, but she really resisted for a long time. But she loves the shopping list thing. She doesn't have to stop what she's doing. Um, so that one worked. And Alexa goes, got it. Adding garlic to shopping list. She goes, thank you. <laughs> she also says, add, add garlic to my shopping list, please. And she says, please. I'm like, mom, you don't have to say please. Well, I'm trying to be polite. I raised you and your brother to do that. Cool. I think I'm just going to give her a command. I'm like, she's a robot. It's like, well, that's just me. I guess I'm nice. And then... Then she's trying to do it later, and I said, we also need some ginger because I've been drinking ginger tea because my allergies are nuts. And she's like, I thought I I I bought you a bunch of it. You need some more? And Alexa, add ginger to my shopping. And she kind of stuttered. She kind of stuttered. She was like, Alexa goes, I don't know a shop shopping list. Would you like me to create a new one? Stop being cute. I'm sorry. I'm not understanding you. You understand a lot more than you think you do. Sometimes I think it's just sometimes I think they know what you're saying. You know what I mean? They know a lot more than they say. And you know what? They could they could it's it's the whole technology. I think they could know what you're saying. If they can like hear you, they can understand you. And Alexa just <laughs> Who knows what they're saying. And Alexa goes, "Sorry, didn't get that." <laughs> and my mother goes, "Like you would." <laughs> I was shaking over the sink. <laughs> My mother with an Alexa. <laughs> well, she's getting that technology for the uh, zombie apocalypse. She's learning. She's gonna need to. She's Alexa, gonna a- order Diet Coke from the man with the with the with the with the uh, with the with the one eye down the road. Yeah, Alexa, start charging muffin. Actually, probably Alexa will be in muffin. Yes. Muffin. <laughs> muffin. See yeah. if there's any zombies within 50 feet. Cool. And Muffin, <laughs> get me some garlic on the sh- list. <laughs> no, I n- it was not on my 2022 bingo card for my mother to have an Alexa. And she treats it like it's, <laughs> like it's someone who cleans her house. Oh, wow. Anyway. Sorry, I just needed to tell that story because it makes me laugh. My mother said, thank you, please. Please, 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 please. 
I don't know if y'all know, we talked about it a little bit. Kim Bali has come at us in our in our memes. She's yeah. being good sport about it. She is laughing um, at them. She is laughing yeah. at them so like, far. I didn't know I talked like a dimwit. Oh, I didn't know I looked. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> she's like, there's only one. There may be another mother potential. So she's, she, it's good. She's getting it. So, you know. I hope she doesn't listen to all of it. I don't think she does. Um, <laughs> Should we start with the questions? Let's start with the question. Okay. Here we go. I'm excited about this. And I'm too. Scared. There's way, we're not going to get to these all. Um, oh, no, because we had like 380 questions. Yeah, y'all. So we're going to do some. And then um, who knows? Maybe, when, you know, we don't even have to do it again. Maybe uh, we'll do this again maybe in July when we take a week off. We'll do another uh, AUA then. Um, so it will not be the last. We want to make it a tradition. Um, okay. where I asked some good questions. They asked some really good questions. Actually, uh, what was – I saw a 90-day question. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, let's it. start with a 90-day question. Basically, the – question was i'm trying to find it but it basically it was oh it is uh maddie jake which two couples from the 90 day universe would you like to see on an episode of wife swap the mm. messier the better the Ooh. messier the better which two couples so if y'all don't know what wife swap is where are you but that would be like let's say pal and russ they switch with, let's say, Annie and David. David and Annie. So David goes to live with Pal, and Annie goes to live with Russ, and then Pal kills Annie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens in that. Well, the that's man not my choice. The woman, yeah, yeah, that's not my choice. But, um, um, ooh, what's yours? You know, I'm gonna let's see. I'm gonna go with someone recent. Okay, okay. Um. I'm going to go with Eve and Muhammad. Oh, you are okay. are going to swap with Memphis and Hamza. Oh, <laughs> poor Hamza. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know which is poor. Mo- weirdly, well, not Muhammad. Weirdly, He's a combat. Weirdly, I think Eve would be in heaven because it would hit. It fit. Right, the way it it might make make the kind of the guy she wanted. I think Hamza would, or sorry, Muhammad would be screwed, and I think I, Muhammad would would get an earful. I think so too. Yeah, I'm I just trying so to think. Too. Those two may take variations of each other. No. Yeah. 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 Mine would be. Um, I'm going to go with the recent actually too. Uh, mine would be, um, think I would do Bilal and Shida. Ugh. And <laughs> this really sucks for Shida. It kind of is a lose-lose for her, but I just need this to happen to Bilal. That's really what I just need. Um, I need Bilal and Shida to switch with Mother Debbie and Tony, and I just want Mother <laughs> Debbie to just ruin Bilal. <laughs> I love this match. Poor Shida. She's still not going to have a kid. But you know what? Sorry. Who knows? D- Tony Swimmers can still swim, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, You know what? I think he'd enjoy procreating, at least. May, probably. I, you're right. D- Debbie would make Bilal's life. That might, she might be the only one. That's yeah. a really good one. That she she could, might be yeah. the only one to try to destroy him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would enjoy she's that. She's so mean. She's so mean. She's so, look what she did to Colt. Oh, that's a good one. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. All right, all right Poodle. I'm gonna, We're just I'm gonna, gonna pull questions. One. There's so many questions, so please pull I'm gonna one. choose one. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, this is this is kind of like a, who you are in life and who you are as a person. Oh, great. A fresh hot pizza comes out. Oh. Which slice are you grabbing? The one with or without the air bubble? What? Why would you want an air bubble when that's just waste of pizza? No, you grab the air bubble. That's it's it's an aesthetic thing. You take that. It's got like a lightness to it. It looks and you want to bite that air bubble. There's something almost like sexual about it. <laughs> I think I might okay. have given wow. myself away. <laughs> um, again, I prefer not the air bubble. So give me the you- air bubble. I love it. Makes it look like it is a living, breathing thing. You're eating a piece of pizza. It's so good. Yes, air bubble for me. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Um air bubble all the way. Team air bubble. Come at me if you're team air bubble. Wow. It's also going to be crust crispy like that cuz it gets especially if it's a wood-fired pizza, it's going to be crispy. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Don't fuck around with me with pizza, y'all. Yeah, don't fuck around with don't me. fuck around um, with y'all pizza. Y'all know who I am with pizza. Um, your turn, Poodle. Um, okay, so this once this question says, um, being a little woo woo, but have either Poods or Maddie talked to or been visited by someone on the other side in a dream? You know, we're not going to talk about it this time, but in my coma, uh. I was visited by people who were dead. Um, and oh, there's you one of about my, that. yeah, there's one of my close, actually one of my really good, uh, lovely friends who was also a client of mine who was, I felt really spiritually connected to in life who she sometimes comes to my dreams. Uh, oh, really? And I, she doesn't need to tell there. She doesn't necessarily tell me things, but she's just there. Um, yeah, there was, it reminds me too that uh, there is Sissy uh, Caitlin, our social media guru. She actually, I'm trying to find the actual post, but on our Instagram, she's putting, she actually put, we did a special episode. It's called like the bonus episode, the coma story. It literally is called the coma story. The coma story. Search. So that is in that episode. If y'all want to Y'all can that just out. search the coma story. It's on our free oh, feed. Go to our Instagram. I'm so glad you said that. She answers also some questions of how we met, things like that. She's answering some questions on our Instagram as well. Um, uh, you know, I was actually the only person I can remember being visited uh, by and dead actually was my dad. Um, whenever he died. Are we, are we sure he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. It's going to be Again. a year anniversary in January. He just might pop up. Again, I wasn't at the funeral. You, no, that's true. I didn't want it, you to come. It, kidding. Yeah. Uh, it could have been fake. It could have been um, fake. Like but, the moon um, landing. It was like, let's see, he died in January, and then um, we had to wait to have – it was kind of weird to have a limbo. We had to wait a month before we could bury him. I remember you of, saying this. Because of COVID. Yeah. And um, so – but I had a dream, and I dreamt that uh, – that. which speaking of Alexa, he's stuck in my Alexa now. He goes off all the time. I've already <laughs> talked about that. But he um, – I still find this – 
ridiculous. My brother called me the other day and was on the phone. I wasn't even talking. My brother was talking and he started to talk about, he said, can I tell you a story about dad? And he told the story and he said, don't you think dad would have said that? And then we hear my Alexa go, boom, boom. It's creepy. But I had a dream. I dreamt that what was weird about it is I talked to my cousin Kelly. I, she's like my sister, y'all. It's Aunt Peggy's daughter. Um, which, by the way, somebody asked how Aunt Peggy's doing. She's doing much better. There, she's doing some radiation for her cancer. It is a very low, so far. It is a very, very slow growing cancer. That's so wonderful. on her tongue. So it, they're not going to do chemo or anything like that. But it looks like they can just treat it and make a decision down the road if she wants to have surgery. But right now, we're just taking it slow. She's doing better. She thanks you for your That's prayers. That's good to hear. But um, so I was talking to Kelly and I said, hey, I had a dream about dad. And in the dream, I dreamt that we were in a kitchen. And I said, I don't remember this. I feel like I knew this kitchen, but it was a white kitchen and it had yellow doors. And before I could say, she said, oh, that's grandma's kitchen. Remember the one, the house that she used to live in before they tore it down and moved her? It was a, she said, was it a white? And then the inside of the cabinets were painted yellow. And I said, yes. She's like, that was grandma's kitchen. And so in the dream, I was standing in the kitchen. This is grandma Hazel's kitchen. Grandma Hazel, my dad's mom. The, the, house, the house he grew up in. So we should mind you, the house he grew up in that I'd only been in since I was like, after six years old, they, when I was six, they tore it down. Um, <clears throat> But my dad was standing there and I said, well, hey, I said, dad, it's so and it was very vivid. I said, dad, it's so good to see you. He's like and he looked like not my dad when he died. He looked like my, uh, my dad when he was about 45 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and he how I kind of remember my dad. Yeah, and exactly. He said, hey, Matthew. And uh, he said, Matthew, do floppy. That's just what he called me. He's like, hey, Matthew, do floppy. And so he uh, I said, hey, dad. And I said, dad, how are you OK? Are you, are you safe or something like that? And he said, yeah, I am. And he smiled really big. And I said, did you see grandma? And he, he smiled. And he said, yeah, she's cooking for me, baby. And I said, that's so good. And he said something like, I can't fully, but something like, I really like it there. And then he got this face and he said, baby, I'm cold. I got to go. And he mm. said, but I'll see you later. And then I said, all right, daddy. And I put my hand on his shoulder and then I woke up. But it was the most real dream I think I've ever had in my life. And I really believe I was visited by my father. You know, the links you'll go to to make <laughs> you believe your father's dead. <laughs> I'm still not buying it. I'm going to need to see a death mask. And a what? coroner's report. <laughs> Y'all, we're going to go to commercial real quick. We'll be right back with more questions. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but... That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? 
or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I got to tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with their ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of me undies, great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. Songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Okay, everybody, we're back. What's your next one, Poods? This is fun. <laughs> um, okay, this is good. Um, I like this one. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. I know I'm, I'm using the really kind of fun ones. Um, what are your thoughts on Gen Z slash young millennials artificially thick eyebrows? Uh, I feel like I just talked about this on a show, didn't I? Or was it? Uh, we talked a little bit about eyebrows and how it should be done, but it is, it does seem like a Gen Z millennial thing, young millennial. I don't like it. I think it looks stupid and I think it makes people look like, to me, everyone that does that, it makes them look like, look like Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf and they're half, half werewolf, half human that they haven't progressed yet into full on werewolf on the basketball court. That's what I think. I do don't you think? think I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I don't I don't like anything. Draw your eyebrows in fine, but I don't understand the brow fixation of of this. I I think it's a trend that's probably going to go out another year or so. It's going to it's going to go out quick. You're right. Yeah, I I I agree. It doesn't look every time I see it a lot on Instagram. It doesn't look good, y'all. It, look in the mirror. If you're doing too much to your brows, it's too, if you think you're doing too much to your brows, if you're spending too much time, it's too much. 
I agree. Step away from the tweezer. You should spend, I think, doing your eyebrows. You shouldn't spend at no more than five minutes on your brows, Thank painting you. up your brows. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I like this next one. This is a two-parter from a sissy couple. I like this. Col- Colleen wants to know Poodle's favorite opera, and oh. Kevin wants to know who Maddie thinks is the sexiest Von Erich. Love from <laughs> Chicago. That is exactly who we are. That is exactly who we are. And um, I will tell you, it's Carrie. Carrie Von Erich and and yes, he's dead. So sad story. But God, Carrie Von Eric, he was hot and he had he didn't have the biggest dick. It was uh the tall one, but he still had a real nice dick, y'all. It was I girthy. Know, I don't know who they are. Um, oh they loved. were wrestlers, right? They were yeah, and they're making a movie. Zach Efron's in it right now. They're from they Ooh, were from boy. they were from Denton, Texas. Oh, I think I remember hearing about it. Um, like two of them died from like drug overdoses or suicide or something real sad. So it's going to be a sad Zac Efron allegedly. movie. I think he's, I think he's gunning for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Zachy. What's your favorite opera poodle? You know, that's an interesting question. Oh God. Um, this is going to be layered. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't come at me with my favorite opera. Um, an opera that I can see a thousand times and never get bored of is The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. I agree with no, that, Figaro. actually. Um, an opera that is probably something that I could also see that moves me like no other and makes me cry, um, that affects my heart more, is probably Traviata by Verdi. Um, I've seen Traviata at least 12 times. I've been in Traviata. I was Giuseppe, the servant who basically says three lines. <laughs> um, hey. But I was part of it. Uh, and then an opera that I'm that current that always makes me think is a one act opera by Francis Poulenc called La Voix Humaine, which is a woman having uh, a conversation with her lover on the telephone, and you only hear her side of it, and they get cut off. That is the gayest <laughs> opera. I know, I know, and it's only about like twenty five or thirty minutes. I actually I, probably would really like that too. That's so I fucking wrote, Poulenc. I wrote, I wrote. Um, a dissertation on it. Whoa, <laughs> my, that's or, actually sorry, not my dissertation. My master's thesis on it. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and not only that, the use of Bactinian discourse about dialogueism on it. It was, of course, there was a colon in the title. Um, wow. But no, I, I, I love, I love, and I would say, runner up is my favorite big opera, is another Poulenc opera, Dialogue of the Carmelites. Because I love, I we did that. Music even is it's so beautiful. beautiful; it makes me weep. The last thing where they're being taken to the 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 the, the guillotine. guillotine and being beheaded makes me weep like a baby. It's, it's, it's a, a wonderful opera. opera. Um, yeah, it, it it the way it ends is beautiful. Yeah, uh, I was in that opera, but I was just a soldier and I didn't have a line because um, <laughs> opera person didn't like me. Um, on that note of people dying, poodle. Fuck, Mary, kill, David. Oh, I thought it was my turn. Uh, well, it's too late. You talked a lot about opera, so. Fine. <laughs> so, fuck, Mary, kill, David from David and Annie, Deontay from Lalu, and Colty from Ninety Day. David, Deontay, Colty, fuck, Mary, kill. 
I really want to kill David. You know how I think about David. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't want to marry him either, and I don't want to fuck him. I'm going to have to kill David. I think I'm going to fuck Colty. I can't believe I'm saying that. Wow. Actually, that's not true. David has a big dick. So if I can pig, pin his mouth, if Annie has said that, if I can like cover his mouth up, I can ride his dick without it, me thinking about it. I'm going to fuck David. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm going to kill Colty, and I'm going to marry Deontay. Oh, wow. Now, I forget. Can you fuck someone when you marry them? No. Remember, we talked about this. Marriage no, but- is more love thing. Okay, so you're you, not you having were, sex. Yeah, you were confused about this, and I had to say this, and sissies came for you to tell you how to think about this. So the, even if, if I marry someone, then I'm not fucking them. You are, but it's not the most important thing. Okay, I'm going to say— It's all about love, because that's what, that's what we were taught in elementary school. I'm going to kill Colty because I can't deal with that beard anywhere near my body. I, yeah, I get that. If you if this was like original Colty, maybe I wouldn't kill him. But you know how I feel about big beards. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna kill Colty. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Deontay and I'm gonna marry David. Ugh, that's the worst. We'd have fun. We'd laugh. Oh God. That that'd be death. Okay, I'm gonna do this. We we got a couple questions about blowjobs. This one says, I got a lot of questions about blowjobs, y'all. A lot. Sorry, go ahead. We just talk about BJs all the time. I'm terrible at blowjobs. I've been told by boyfriends. I'm sorry, honey. What's your best advice on giving them? I'm going to start with saying, number one, take the teeth out of the equation. That is probably the most important thing you can do. I agree with Um, that. Number two. It's hard sometimes when you have a guy who's like, Open your mouth, let me fuck your whole. I don't like that, and I'm like, you're gagging me, and I'm throat. Yeah, I'm not a fuck your throat person, but some people are. Now, if you are a (laughs) fuck your throat person, raise your hand. I just, I just looked down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, hold on. I'll give it. Yeah. So I don't love it, but so many guys have done that. Um, But it can get teethy when that happens. You gave a tip. Now I'm going to tip. We'll go back and forth. My tip is. Don't forget the balls. Do not yeah, forget the balls. Cup, L- that. cup them. Lick them. Put you go underneath, go under the hood, so to speak, and 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 put go to that little taint and just <laughs> put them in your mouth like gumballs in a machine, and just roll them around and lick them with your tongue. And I would say cup them and treat them like you're sculpting something. Oh, like God, a- I wish your mother would walk in right now. <laughs> Because I'm doing like this with my hands, like tune in Tokyo. You are, you are. Um, Any other dick tips? I would say, so importantly, imagine that you're yawning. As a Yes, as a vocal coach. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to get a specific question because I think those will help give you. There's a lot of people that have a gag reflex or can't take a lot of the dick in their mouth. So as a vocal coach, what is your suggestion? You want to get your soft palate out of the way. And one of those ways is Wait, either, people, I'm going to stop you. Some people don't know what a soft palate is. The area, thank you for that. The the soft palate is if you're feeling it, if you want to go back to where the, the roof of your mouth where it gets there's a the hard part of the roof of your mouth which is called the hard palate and there's a part where it gets a little soft. Mm-hmm. Right where we tongue pop. <laughs> well, um, kind of like the more back of your yeah. mouth. Yeah. 
that's the soft palette. So you kind of want to get that out of the way. You can do that in a couple different ways by kind of half yawning, like, and inhaling, uh -huh. or you can snort and find that kind of like open snorty feel. Yeah. That's a way to lift your soft palate. You can get that. Wait, don't snort in don't, there. Don't snort while you're doing the sex, while you're sucking the no, dick. No, no. You know, yeah, I, but before. Before, like before taking in said penis. Yes. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing in the bathroom? Be quiet, Charles. Carl, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to snort so it's creating space in yes. your skull. <laughs> so you can get skull fucked by that dick. That is true. Um, um but I would just say, I would say, create space at the same time. What men really like is for it to hit the back where your soft palate is hitting. I'm telling you because I've lived this life. <laughs> I know what men life. like. I know they say that I'm really good. I could probably get an award for this. Um, Humble. and Yeah. Humble. Yeah. I'm just going to leave on this. Variation is key. Don't if you're, if you're if you're going up and down on that log, face it front, turn your head side to side, maybe add a hand, do a little spiral, do do what oh, mix it up. Spiral the the hand motions at the base are everything. Yeah. If you if if you've dated, a, well, a lot of men like I have, then you could two hand it. Um. So sometimes you can't. You could two hand it. You could even do like it doesn't always it doesn't have to be really fast. It no. can't be really so it's all variations. And if you want to get a guy off because they love this, you can gag a little bit because a guy loves that. If you gag a little bit, you say, Oh, it's just so big. That makes them so hard. I'm even telling you, yeah. This is, you sometimes you just need to do it. Sometimes you need to be Sarah Bernhardt. Sometimes or Sandra Bernhard, but she was no more lick pussies. You need you need to gag a little to get them to point because I'm telling you it will pay off later. Because and be, yeah, I'm sorry, thought you done. Yeah, no. And no matter what, always swallow. <laughs> you know what? I don't swallow. Wow. I don't. I consider it beneath me. Oh, they like it though. My performance is enough. Oh, let me guess. The blowjob leads up to something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't swallow. If I do, I spit it in their face. <laughs> wow. Um, or, we, or we kiss with it. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm giving away all of my secrets. Um, poodle. <laughs> Outback or Olive Garden. <laughs> Something shouldn't win awards, but that's comic time. They should win awards. Olive Garden any day. Olive really? Garden. I, for the salad. Oh, I'm going to say Outback for the pumpernickel bread. I love oh, that fuck bread. that shit. Nope. No. Oh. No. 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 But if you threw in Red Lobster, then they're both out the window because they're it's Red Lobster. It's those cheddar biscuits. 
Um, I'm gonna do this. Oh, this is a really good one. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this is a actually this is a quick one. Um, one I'll say. When's the next NYC live show? Miss y'all. Um, it'll be in the fall. Of we're gonna tour yeah. in 2023. The only and we had another question about Vegas. Um, we are looking to do a kind of weekend in Vegas and hopefully late February, early March. We're going to try to get it where it doesn't interfere with much of your spring break, but we're trying to do that. Right we're now. trying to do that. Yeah. So but that we're, we, trust me, we have not abandoned Vegas. We're going to do something where we're going to have like a VIP meet and greet one night, and then we'll do a couple other, it'll be like a VIP weekend where you'll get a couple meet and greets, big package. We're actually looking to have trying to find packages at hotels. So please stay tuned and hold, please. That's and hold. we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me hold on. Oops. Poodle. What are you doing? I'm prepping it for this next question. Okay. Poodle. Yeah. What someone wants to know, what would each of our housewives taglines be? <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to go first because I feel okay. like yours is just going to be disgusting. So not at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. I might call you sugar, but that doesn't mean I'm sweet. First of all, you don't say your name. That just that's tells true. you how that's often true. you don't that's watch. True. I just you watch might Salt Lake. call me Sugar. Okay, here's mine. Don't come for me. Come in me. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Muffin's barking. <laughs> Hearing it going, this is filthy. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Don't come for me. Come in me. Oh, oh my God. Um. Wow. Okay. okay. This is. I'll let you explain this. We had a couple of questions about this, but some people say, "What game shows were you on? Where was Maddie, Maddie on, and when?" I was only on one. Um, uh, best trivia show ever, but I was on twice and I won a bunch of money. But yours, you've been on like four. I was on the very first game show. Um, and actually, one of the reasons why Jake and I are doing this is because, um, a game show casting producer that put me on game shows, he ended up listening to, he was on Dear Maddie. His name's Paul Gordon. It's a great Dear Maddie episode. He was on Dear Maddie, but he listened to the episode of Jake and I on Dear Maddie. He was like, you guys are a fucking show. It and is his, really one of the reasons we're doing it. Yeah. And his wife at the time was one of the executive producers of Shaw's of Sunset. And they, we actually filmed a pilot. This is a question y'all probably would like to. We filmed a show, like a reality. It was kind of before Queer we Eye and all. pilot. It was yeah. before Queer Eye and all came. This was like six years ago before we started the pod, but it was us kind of going around and helping people. Um, don't ask us to do it now. We're not. Um, but um, <laughs> but anyway, so we filmed the show and everything. And then from that, Jake and I said, we should do something like together, like a pod or something like that. That was the thing. Yeah. That's how it started. But um, um, he cast me on Minute to Win It, the woman on Guy Fieri on NBC. I won $50,000 on that game show. That was, but that was my second game show. Y'all, because once you get in game shows, they, 
They like put you on game shows, especially yep. game shows that are starting out because they want to make sure you have good in- good contestants. I, I've been paid more than once to come and try out game shows because yep. I was on a game show. I've done that too. I, I it's that, a lot of fun. I know it's a weird thing, y'all, but you've been I've been paid to do it. The guy who was going to be the host of Jeopardy who got fired because he got me too'd called me in all the time to just talk to me about game shows and we would just play them. But he does who it now. It? Uh, I don't want to say his name. He was the one. Oh. He was supposed to host Jeopardy. He was a producer. Um, oh, I know who Mike. that is. Yeah, Never Mike. mind. Yeah. Yeah. He was cute, too. Um, the first game show I was on was uh, Show Me the Money with William Shatner in 2006. That was with Juliana Huff. Um, well, it was with, um, what's his name? William Shatner. And yeah. um, again, not. That. Not, not a what's his name is with William Shatner and um, Maddie. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, he at one thank point. You, thank you for that queen who said not a bad William Shatner no. on my last on my last. No, um, I told you it was good. It was good. Um, Maddie, eighty nine point four. He William, did make. Oh, oh Jesus. Sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. He did make a joke that didn't make the edit because I, y'all, I, they wanted me. I came out. I used to wear all the time. I had a man bag. It was I called it my Merce, and so they had me come out with my Merce. And he's like, "What is that?" I said, like, "Well, it's my that? my Merce for me to win money." And he said, "So it's a fashion, and it's a fashionable bag. Would you call it a fag?" Stop! Yeah, William Shatner made that joke. Like, and this was in 2006, where people could, if he did that now, I could get him me tooed and fucking destroyed. Yeah. But anyway, okay. don't come after Will Shatner. I don't care because I won five hundred ninety thousand dollars on that fucking show, so I'm fine with it. Y'all, um, and then she lost it all. <laughs> oh, I didn't lose it all. It's just a lot of it's in my 401k, so I can't touch oh. it. So, but I did, I did put it in in like 2007 because everybody told me not to spend it. And so I tried to be good and I put it on the stock market and then, but it, you did, it came you, back did up. Go to, you did go to school on it too. I did go to school on it on yeah. grad school. Um, but Juliana, there was these dancers for your answer and Juliana Huff was a dancer and she loved me at, we, she talked to me out of the bathroom. She's like, I love you. It was really fun. So I did that. Show me the money, the minute to win it. And then I was on a sh- on NBC, and then I was on a show called um, uh, The Great Escape that was on TBS with Tom Papa, me and my friend Michael. We failed terribly, but we had a lot of fun. It was like escaping from it. I talked about that. Uh, we didn't win any money. Um, and then I was on a show on Game Show Network called Divided. Um, I technically won, but it, uh, it was like you had to fight over the money you won. So I won like two grand on that. And then I was on a game show called Boom with my friends Michael and Allie, uh, where it was like a trivia question. And if you get it wrong, this thing explodes. That was on ABC. Tom Papa was a host. And we won uh, we won $300,000, so $100,000 each on that game show. So Jesus. It's a lot of money on game shows. So um, it's been – and now I've probably been on too much. And although they do want me to come in for um, – what's the Wayne Brady one? I just haven't been home. Let's make a deal. You want me to come in on let's make a deal. Again, that's not a question about what's that show. That show has been on for years and years and years. Also, I think it's completely in poor taste for you to talk about how much money you made, but that's just me. People know Um, you won $17,000 on yours or 
12 or something like that. You're on a game show. It's on TV. It's not like you're, it's not like you're asking someone how much they make. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about money. Y'all poodle won $12,000 on his. I did. That's my only game show. And it was really cute watching Poodle because he gets so competitive and <laughs> he would get it right. And you would see like little Jaybird go, yes, I crushed there, them. There was he crushed one, them. The other people were so stupid on that show. so stupid. I destroyed all of them. <laughs> you did. The only one who I couldn't destroy was Ken Jennings. And I, and I went against Ken Jennings both times. I chose the best person from Jeopardy to go against both lightning rounds on Best Ever Trivia Show. Oh, um, it was great. It, by was, the way, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. There is one moment, too, where you have my brother. My brother has it saved as a gif <laughs> um, of me. I need to get him to send it to me. Of me where the guy who's beside me has to choose between two categories – and one is composers and the other is fashion. And the guy goes, I'll choose fashion. And I look up to the sky like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I'm so not playing it cool. You're so not. Like, I can't even do that on television. Oh. Oh, but yeah, y'all can see my best ever trivia show where I, I, I show clogging thing. It For some reason, this show, this best ever trivia show is shown in every tire rotation place in the world for some reason. It's, it's on Game Show Network, game yeah. Show Network all the time, so, yeah. I can't remember the game show. I have to ask, but the funniest game show I've ever seen is my my friend Michael, who's also friends with Ronnie. We all did improv together. Ronnie from Crappens. They were on that game show, and Ronnie complete. You could tell Ronnie didn't give a fuck that he was on a game show, and I think he got a little drunk before. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He just like was cutting jokes. He was what so funny. Show? It was a game show network show. I forgot what it was called, but they were so fucking funny on that show i saved it on my tivo until i had a tivo um oh this is a good one this is and this is this is this will put to rest some rumors what this is addressing to me you always joke that maddie's red hair comes from a bottle does the carpet match the drapes was maddie born a redhead and if not what is his natural color so i don't know if you know this um because i don't know if i ever talked about it i was born a redhead actually I've seen the pictures. You were a dirty blonde. No. The very first baby pictures, my mom's grandmother was a redhead, Grandma Maybell. I actually was born a redheaded baby because my dad was pissed. He went, fuck, I got a redheaded son because he didn't <laughs> never, never wanted that. A and lot then, of them turn out to be faggots. And then, you know how babies are born with hair and then all their hair falls out yeah. and it comes in a different, that's what happened. It all fell out. And came in a different color. It was like light brown. And then it was like light brown. Sometimes in the sun, like in the summer, I used to put like sun in in my hair. And people would say, would call me. Yeah, he put sun in, y'all. Of course he did. We all did in high school. And, I did um, And then you were too busy practicing your Barbra Streisand on your piano. Maybe. <laughs> um, but the people would call, some people would call me red in the summer. or Because it would be kind of strawberry. And then my beard was red. So... There you go. And as far as my drapes, I'm not talking about them. <laughs> so the answer is you do help things along. Oh, it's super. My hair is, and don't message me and say, I like silver hair. I want to see. That's great. But your I hair, don't. Your hair is whiter than mine. And that's. Oh, and yeah. That, 
And my, because I have, I have kind of like y'all, y'all know me. I have like salt and pepper hair that is going towards gray now. Um, it's pretty but. silver, especially on the sides. I don't dislike. I'm just grateful I have hair. But me too. Honestly, the big reason uh, where I got the idea to do it is I was kind of getting work as an actor. And no, this was that's like why you, that's 50, a good reason to do it. Honestly, I went, my agent said, have you ever um, thought about coloring your hair? And I colored my hair red and suddenly I started booking national commercial after national. Yeah, because it's, it's, it, was, it was hot for a while. It had yeah. nothing to, and honestly, it made me think it's just as a, as a performer, half the time it has nothing to do with you and your talent. It was just the fucking color look. of my hair. Yep. So anyway. Okay. Okay. Let me turn. look at the other one. Um, Poodle. Yeah. What is the official record of how many times I've farted on the podcast? <laughs> Countless. Um, the number of times he's farted in my face on camera, I believe only once. But he farts on the podcast a, a nondescript number of times. It's like, I can hear it, and we sometimes we edit it out. Like it's a real problem. You've got. I've asked you to go get something checked gastrointestinal, but you refuse to. I refuse because I like making him sit in it. Literally, um, I'm going to ask Gross. you another one because that was a short one. And so the second yeah. one I want to ask you is, what was Poodle doing in Europe when he was answering calls for that agency, and how <laughs> old was he? Also, what are his thoughts and experience with German man men? Also. I'm a German man, dick emoji, pig emoji. Here's the thing. What I was doing in, I wasn't in Germany. Um, I was working for the Salzburg Festival um, at the Festspiel House. And I was booking tickets uh, that summer. And let's just say the Germans have been good to me. Um, the Germans who I have slept with have been and you were just by the way you were just there to just live and work in europe and just be in europe for the summer right yeah well what happened was we'll get back to the germans but i just right I, they, after, they, that's right why after, you were there right after i finished my last contract in austria um that i was kind of tired of living in austria as a musician I, were you playing in austria yeah i was okay. a i was a I was a vocal coach slash accompanist for an operetta company that toured okay. all over. There we go. There we um, go. And I and I kind of resigned my. Uh, I was going to go back to the U.S. and then I got a job offer to work in Salzburg at the Festspiel House, and for one summer. And I'm like, I love Salzburg in the summer, um, and uh, they paid me well. And I was thinking. I love the Salzburg Festival because they do weird opera shit and I could see all the shows for free. What a dream. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was, yeah, it was a really fun time. Um, it, it was a lot of German men fucking me with their girthy dicks. <laughs> Most of the time they are quite girthy. I've been very happy with the German men that I've met. Um, call me. Slip into my DM, German guys. We'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> wow, that was wow. Um. Anyway, but that's what I was. I was working at the Festspiel House in Salzburg. All right, um, but never in Germany. I just toured Germany. I never worked there. But I'm asking another one because I want to. Because I don't. Um, Poodle, how okay. do you feel about wombats? 
Uh, I'm for them. I, what is a wombat? I don't know what it is. It's like a rodent. I'm against. I just said I'm, I'm against. for them. Okay, you're I'm against. against. <laughs> I'm against a rodent. Um. All right. I'll give one. Uh. Let's see. Oh, this is okay. This is a good one. I think. Um. I'll I'll answer this. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Oh, that's that's the one we wanted to say. Um. Is there a reason why you didn't cover this season of Winter House? Will you be covering Summer House when it comes out next year? Is there a plan to cover Milf Manor on TLC this January? It looks so trashy. The reason why we didn't cover Winter House was it was in the middle of our fucking tour. It was. So we just said there was no way. Also, we didn't like also, we didn't like the we show. We hated the cast. Um, we didn't like we the didn't first like, season. We did not like the first season. Um, Summer House, we're going to talk about it when it comes back. We both kind of think it's played out. I um, think so, yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to, MILF Manor is something on the discussion board. We're going to um, see that first episode and see. You, we don't want it to be a labor of love, y'all. Yeah. I'm going to answer this from Erica, Sissy Erica, who says, Poodle, why the hatred for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is you? Am I a Carl's wife by by being my ringtone during the holidays? Number one, you are a Carl's wife for being your ringtone during the holidays. And that's fine. You can own your Carl's wifery. That's fine. Here's why I don't like it. I think I've said before, it is a substandard kind of Motown song. It doesn't have a good bridge. It yep. doesn't have um it was written uh if you look at the 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 time it was written, it was written as a as like a B-side throwaway. Um and it became so famous because of Mariah Carey. So I I think I I have a problem with the song, not necessarily Mariah's vocal. Um I I do wish I do wish for the Mariah vocals we had in the '90s and early 2000s, but I don't think we're ever going to get those again. <laughs> and don't come at me for Mariah hate because I'm fine with her. I'm, no, I'm fine with her. I yeah. think I agree with everything you say. I mean, the vocals it's fine. The quality of the song is what I have a problem with it. But you know what? If you love the song, make it your make it your ringtone during the holidays. Carl's wife it up. That's all I gotta say. Carl's wife it up. This next one's from Eliza. You know, Eliza, she says she wants to know, I like this question. What videos or mobile apps or games do we both look at when we're stuck on the toilet for a while? Now, I want to say before I answer this question, I don't sit on the toilet for a while, y'all, because you shouldn't do that because that's how you get hemorrhoids. And when you're gay, you don't want hemorrhoids. (laughs) That's true. So you should actually take a poop quickly and get off the toilet. That's true. But... What so? I don't think either of I either of us. I think both of us are quick shits. So, um, um, I do the New York Times crossword app. He does that. I do. There's a what is it called? It's with this little koala bear. It's called like I enjoy. <laughs> what my, the fuck? Oh, it's called Mind Pal. I do Mind Pal. It has little games. Uh, it does is that, that for ages five to eight. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you can do the, 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 what is the thing that everyone does where it puts your score with the green blocks? I do that with it. You can do that. The wordle. wordle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I didn't know you wordled. I don't need to tell people that I do it and put, post a score. That's I don't, fine I if don't you either. Do, but, I don't do it either. But yeah, I'll do the wordle. Um, although I will say I'm, this is harkening back to, 
y'all. When we were roommates for like five or seven years, someone went down a bejeweled rabbit hole for about a whole fucking month. And it was not me. Loved bejeweled for a while. You, I was obsessed with it. I, I, my phone didn't leave my hand. That or he played on his. I, I just heard that fucking bejeweled music constantly for like a month. And I would come. I remember one time coming up in the morning. And I said, "What happened to you last night?" He had been stayed up all night playing bejeweled. Maybe. <laughs> um, I gotta give this. This is a good one. Why do you call Trish butter, y'all? What? This is just. This is just normal 90-day viewing. When Trish, uh, this is Mike's mother, Mike and Natalie, said, butter. Natalie's like, I do not want butter. And 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 Trish said, butter makes you smart. Butter is good. And butter from then on. Nutri- she also said, butter has nutritional value. Trish was butter. Um, I, so let's see. Oh, this is a good one. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna step in. This one is: Can you tell a top from a bottom just by looking? We'll answer on one, two, three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not always true, but yes, seventy percent of the time it's true. Uh, that's now, true. Yeah. Now, now, do, do, do I believe that there are just tops and just bottoms? No. And sometimes there are sides, people who do not have anal. They're just not interested in it. I'm I'm not one of those people, but that's okay. And I think there's a big enough world for all of us to live in. Yes. Um, I have been surprised sometimes by the people I've met who were a certain way. But the good thing about the gay apps is they let you know right away. So rarely, rarely yeah. are you surprised. Um, I, I do think, um, I think it's easy to tell most of the time, but the world is changing. It is changing. It's, it is. I would say this. It is not by look, but by feel. Like I can talk to someone and then by feel, I can touch their hard penis in their pants. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That's what I have to say. About That's that. what he is. Um, I like this one just because this is kind of a serious question because some of y'all ask some serious questions. Um, this is um, how did you get out of your lowest point mentally? Hmm. Hmm. That's a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, hmm. I will say this, and this doesn't happen. Maybe it's a different generation generations now uh, of uh, LGBTQ, or sh- I shouldn't speak to T. It's different, but LG and B people. Yeah, um, I know people have a completely different experience. So yeah, um, yeah, I remember though when and y'all, if y'all know. My master's was not just psychology. It was this program that focused a lot on LGBTQ psychology. So we talked, we read a lot of studies and things like that. And there was a study, an article that they basically talked about that LG, at the time they said LGBT, but um, people dealt with trauma or um, life or traumatic life events kind of easier 
or had more resilience or adaptivity. Um, I don't know if this is true now for younger generations, but for generations where you had to come out, uh, you could deal with that a little easier off, not always, but often because you had to go through the process of coming out. And, you know, when we came out, Jake and I had to seriously think about, we knew they'd probably be okay, but think about what would happen if our parents and our family completely disowned us. It was a struggle. And it was a serious it, question we asked ourselves continuously. It was a, a yeah, and it was a struggle and it was something that took a lot of work on ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that often when I'm in my lowest place mentally, I ask myself, and I used to do this as clients. I used to do it when I volunteered at the Trevor Project, which is a suicide helpline for queer youth, but it helped a lot. I would ask, is this harder than coming out? Mm. And there's very few things in my life, even after all this year of kind of with my dad and other things, what's happened, none of those things are harder than for me having to come out. And so um, I think at the, so that's kind of something that helps me when I'm in a place low mentally is to, to know that. So I just, that's for, for me. What no, that's you? great. I think for me, it's when I'm at my lowest point, what, what do I do to come back from it is, uh, I think we discount for a lot of people. Uh, there's this, uh, it's a Nietzsche kind of quote that, that Nietzsche calls the still small voice inside ourselves mm -hmm. that says, keep going, keep doing this. You're going to find something. And we discount that voice. Um, and for me, all you have to do is say, I'm going to listen to you. Mm. I'm going to keep going. Um, and the Nietzsche quote, we, we, the, the quote I, I've talked about on the podcast before, but the Nietzsche quote that always gets me is, if you're, if you're laying there in the night of your darkest night, it, you know, it's four in the morning. This is paraphrasing, of course. And... You ask yourself, you know, must I do this? Am I am I stuck? Must I must I write? For Nietzsche, it was must I write? Must I write? Must I dance? Must I act? Must I do this? And the voice answers back in the 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 smallest voice and the most inner voice possible says, Yeah, you must. Then you got to. You gotta listen to that. And that, and even if that voice says you got to keep going, I guarantee you. If we literally put a microphone in front of our voices, yeah, and, and amplified that shit. I, 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 I just that's one thing I want to tell people is, um, and it's not that, and I, and I, I don't want to say that people who, you know, God knows, people who end their life by a suicide are weak. They just see no other way out. But like, um, if you can. Focus on listening to that still small voice. I love that. Yeah. Love that. And because that voice will never steer you wrong. And yes. And I think find, lastly, just kind of our find community that helps amplify that voice. Cause that's what the sissy squad yep. and our sissies have 100%. become. Find a community that supports that voice. Um, yep. All right. Pick a fun, pick a fun one. And then we have our last one. We already chose. So pick oh. a fun one. You're making me do a fun one. All right. Oh, oh actually, you don't one. have to do whatever you want. Okay. No, yeah, this is a good one. If Maddie gets married, will Poodle be the best man or the flower Poodle? And will he show up wearing white? 
Number one, I'm not going to your wedding. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, Poodle's not coming to my number yeah, two. He's not going. I will crash your wedding, and uh, I will show up in a in a in a white ensemble, looking better than whoever you're marrying. He will, which I'm not getting married for a long ass time. Um, <laughs> but y'all, he will a hundred percent show up and wear white. And I will wear white. 100%. <laughs> Y'all, I'm, if you invite me to your wedding, I will wear white just because I'm thinking something will strike me. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I wear white just to be contrary. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. All right. This is the last question uh, that we're going to do, y'all. This the is the end of our AUA. This was really fun. I this, this was, was fun. So much nicer than talking about a happily ever after. I know. Um, I'm all right. still barking. <laughs> Great. Okay, so friendships that span over the decades sometimes result in friends parting ways. Yep. What do each of you value most in your friendship, and what do you attribute to its longevity? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I'll start Please. what I, what I love about you. And I've said this, you're never going to get this any other time. So just don't ask <laughs> it. Um, is I've never known someone who is more unapologetically themselves as oh, you are. You. Don't say thank you. Just let me talk. <laughs> um, but and I think that helps because I never think I never think you're coming from a place of trying to either change me or um, or I never think you're trying to um, be fake with me. So I that's I, I think that's and I think both of us want the best for the other. For sure. 100 um, percent. And. And I think neither of us have our own agendas for each other, and we won't. We both. That's that's just impossible. But um, and I think we both have things that each of us does better than the other. For sure. And we kind of start to let the other take care of that. Um, it took us a while to do that, but that's that's what it is. That that's longevity. I think also you have to. Um, I think you have to let a lot of stuff go. And that's something I've had to learn to do because Same. I still do correct you and I'm always going to correct you. <laughs> I, I think people think it bothers me when you correct me, but it doesn't. It's literally sometimes I appreciate it. And then the other times it doesn't bother me. I either appreciate it or I just don't even have the time to pay attention. I don't mean yeah. that. In a, it's just something that it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think that it's a different thing, though, from being a friendship and then starting a business partnership. Very different. And I think you and I had to learn about it. I think that whole idea of letting things go, that was a big thing. Like we Jake and I've talked about, like if we're talking about something, we've never really fought or argued. Like sometimes we'll be like you're being snippy or did it. But but we work it out. And I think we find we 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 dissect it. Then I've learned to really bring it up and say, I think you're being snippy with me here. I don't understand why you're getting mad and, at me here. Or I'll ask you about intention. Like, were you intending to say yeah. this? Cause I took it this way. And most of the time you're not. I also think sometimes 
I I don't know where I heard this from, and I've already told you this before, but uh, I'll we'll be discussing something, and we'll not be agreeing, and I'll go, wait a minute. Who cares about this more? Does Jake care way more about this than I do? Because sometimes I realize, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I really don't care that much about, and not in a bad way, but like that this minuscule minutia thing we're talking about, yeah. it'll I'll be I'll be happy either way. But then sometimes I go, no, this is really important to me, and I really want to discuss this. That's been helpful. I also think for me, the thing quality I like about I value um, in you is um, I just boundaries and were really hard for me. And so that was something you're really good at. And you always, we've heard stories about mother poodle. That was something you were brought up to have. I was not. So it's really helped me be, I feel like much more of much more of letting in people in my life that I want to put in my yeah. life and not being taken advantage of. No, you stand up for yourself so much more uh, than so you did much more. when you when I first met you. People walked all over you. Yeah, I got that a lot. So I say that to y'all. If you are in that situation where you're being what that is a pattern you can change. So yeah. um, and it's mostly uh it's mostly a shadow of your past of how you were raised, but you can change it. I think something too that, you know, someone else, we didn't answer this question, but somebody asked what was our favorite cabaret that we did. Um, and I think it's probably, I could answer this for you. I think it's always going to be our first. And the only reason oh, it's always the first, it's always yeah. the first, but because I think what contributes to our longevity is that was a big deal for us to do a cabaret where we were, weren't being in drag, but we were putting on women's clothes. We were being very effeminate. And I know y'all know us now and think that's easy for us, but 15, no. 15 years ago, that it was really hard for us to do. And I could not have done that alone. And I can say that probably neither could have you. I but could not. We did it together. And after, after I've gone through, like that's something I've gone through with no one else. And I never will go through yeah. that with anyone else. And I, and I think we both, helped each other access parts of each other that we didn't have. Um, And we're also both bottoms and like different men. So that's never, that's the reason why we've also never fought. That's true. (laughs) It all so superficial and deep. It all worked out. I would have, I would have gotten it regardless. I would fight you and I would. You'd have no chance. I'm sorry. I, I love you, but you'd have no chance. Ooh, Gary, roll that I'm just, back. I'm just better at it than you are. Roll that I love you back over and over and over, Gary. Anyway, I love you too, Poodle. And sissies, well, we love y'all. AMA. Um, I hope you've learned a little bit more about us. Um, we we thank you for this year of 2022. Um, I still don't know how to process what's happened. This, this year was the year we toured. We got to meet so many of you and, um, I'm, I still haven't fully processed. I've journaled, I was journaling on the plane, um, and I was still trying to process some stuff. I'm a, I'm, you, you guys have made, have, I, I'm a, I'm a fast processor in some ways. I'm a slow processor in others. So, um, uh, it's, I'm just now processing a lot of the tour. Ah, yeah. I need to, I need to think about that. I think that I'm could very, apply to I'm me in other very, ways. I'm a very fast processor in, um, quick, um, of quick, like 
flight, fight or flight things. But for emotions, I'm a very slow processor. I'm going to think about that. What do I process slowly? That's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. You do process that something slowly. I'll tell you that now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Lord, help us. Uh, all right, everybody. We love y'all very much. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Y'all have a good one. We'll see Better you. In- fuck that baby New Year. And y'all remember, <sighs> that baby New Year is like that ghost baby. It just <sighs> wants to see ghost fuck. <laughs> ah! Come on. Fuck that ghost. Fuck so- that ghost. I'm so sorry. That's from Lalu. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We'll see you next time. And remember, keep going. Queen. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.